Hey everyone, welcome to the Drake Martinez Podcast. I'm your host, and today we're going to be talking about a pariah of the state. We're going to be talking about Mr. Alex Jones himself. So, there's a lot to unpack here. So, let me take a little bit of a drink of water before I dive into this. Alright, so Alex Jones. Alex Jones got in a lot of trouble for Sandy Hook, his comments on Sandy Hook. Back in 2012, when um, the, the shooting happened there, and um, at the at the elementary school, and it was it was a tragedy. I remember when it happened. I remember that during that time, I was actually doing some student teaching in Boston, my hometown. It was a little bit before I moved to Los Angeles, and man, the kids that I was teaching were were devastated by it. They were devastated by the news. And they were like, hey, I don't understand. Like, how, how is it that a person can go in and, like, shoot up a school? Like, why, why are people even doing this? Like, why, how, why is this even a thing? You know, especially that many. It was, it was a, night, a total nightmare. Um, it was a total nightmare. Yeah, it was in New, uh, Newcastle, Connecticut, so not that far from where I, where I was living at that time. And Alex had Alex Jones had made some comments at the time because Alex, for those of you who don't know, Alex Jones is a a radio show host, uh, a radio show host. He he started Infowars, which goes back to like early '90s. I want to say like 1993 was when he probably started somewhere around there, and. He was going strong all the way until a little bit after the the Trump um, inauguration. So I think it was probably around like 2017, 2018, when he started getting into a lot of legal troubles, particularly due to his comments that he had made in 2012 with the um, the Sandy Hook shooting, when he called it a, a hoax. He, now... I had listened to his show a lot during, I'd say from the years 2014 to about 2017. So for those three years, I I listened to his show, I'd say like every other day, maybe a few times a week, um, somewhere around there. And I really liked his show. I liked his show because it was very thought-provoking. Now... A lot of it was theatrical in terms of like his approach. Like he was always like yelling and screaming and um, belligerent. (laughs) And he would go in these like really obnoxious rants sometimes. But I think overall, especially during that time, his approach was, I'd say, valid because what he's, what he was trying to do in his hollering and his screaming and his rants. And like getting emotional was, I think he was trying to wake people up. And it's like, it's not enough to just be like, hey, the house is on fire. Hey, the house is on fire. Like he's like, no, the house is on fire. And he's screaming. And like the, you know, democracy, um, our way of life, the uh, our constitutional republic. I hate the word democracy. Um, the, our constitutional republic is at risk. And we are going to lose it if we don't wake up, if we don't wake up to the threats that are around us. 
And I largely agree with that, um, with that assessment that he has. Not only that, but he had proven a lot of things and pointed to a lot of things that were considered conspiracy theories when they were considered conspiracy theories. Later on, they were just facts. Just straight up, just facts. His, his assessments of what was going on with Jeffrey Epstein, his assessment of what was going on with the government spying on people, those are the two biggest ones that I can think of off the top of my head um, that were just blatantly proven to be true. Everything that he, or not everything, but most of the things that he had said about those two categories, about what was going on with Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein and what was going on with um, government spying turned out to be true. And I remember a time in my life when if you had, if people had said like, oh yeah, the government spies on you or X, Y, and Z, people would be like, oh, where's your tinfoil hat? Like, of course the government doesn't spy on you. Now people are just like, yeah, of course the government spies on us. It's, it's either to keep us safe or like, what, what am I going to do about it? Of course they're spying on me. Of course they listen to everything that I do and everything that I, or watch everything I do and listen to everything I say. What else are they going to? What am I, but what am I supposed to be doing with that information? I don't approve of it, but what, what can I do? I'm just citizen 365 million. That's who I am. I'm a nobody. You know, understood. But what I'd like to talk about with Alex Jones today is not so much of his mistakes and not so much of the things that he got correct and give him some sort of validation. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I want to talk about today. What I do want to talk about, however, is the spirit of questioning things that he, he brings to the table. And it's not just the, the, the spirit of questioning things, but it's also the spirit of analyzing geopolitics and looking back at history and thinking about like how are we going to move forward as a species how are we going to move forward as a, as human beings because i think that's one of the one of the, the most amazing things about alex and his assessments of things that just nobody seems to notice because they're so caught up with him being like and they're turning the frogs gay and chemtrails and and this and that, and all these other crazy things. Some of them that turn out to be true, some of them don't. He's like hit or miss with all those things. Or, or he's hit or miss with a lot of his assessments about like conspiracies and, and all these sorts of things, right? But what he's not given a lot of credit for because of his personality, because of his, his mistakes with Sandy Hook, um, and... In, and all these other things that he just that he's always bringing attention towards is this acknowledgement of what some people call the shadow government, some people call the globalists, some people call the Illuminati. This group is real. The if anyone's ever played the game Metal Gear Solid Two. And I'll give a give you a quick quick synopsis that there's a um, a soldier that is going in and rescuing the I'm pretty sure it's the vice president or the president I don't remember but he's he's going in to go rescue either the vice president or the president from 
a, a hostage situation. And he's from a, uh, an elite special forces group known as Foxhound. He's going in and he's done all these VR scenario trainings where he's never experienced combat, but he's gone through so many virtual realities combat scenarios that he's up to the task, apparently. And he goes in and he's combating against this like special forces, other special forces group. And he eventually gets to the president or the vice president. And he learns that what's going on there is much bigger than just a, a president being, um, or vice president being taken hostage, that he's just a puppet, that there's a group of people that actually run the country and the world. And they're known as the Patriots. And I remember playing that video game back in like 2001 or like 2000, 1999, somewhere around that time frame when it came out and just being like, yes, I wouldn't be surprised if this is really how the world runs, that there's an elite group of people at the top that are really running the show and everyone else is just dancing to their tune. I think Obama's presidency proved that, and I think on on one end that he was just dancing to their tune, and I think President Trump's um, administration proved that on the other extent, that you just saw all the forces come out and being like, no, we can't have a legitimate person in there. We can't have a legitimate, free-thinking, untethered person actually actually running the United States. Because that's bad for business. It's bad for their business. They can, he can't be controlled. So with that, no one, and I mean it, nobody, exposed this and very enlight- this very needed to be enlightened fact more than Alex Jones. Nobody on earth did it more than he did. No one did it on earth more than, more aggressively and more definitively than he did. All of his research, all of the, the hours and hours of investigation and, and speaking on the air about it, no one did it more than he did. And humanity owes a very enormous debt of gratitude for that man for doing that. Just because, just like how People went from, in my, in my my own lifetime, and I'm not that old, went from, hey, where's your tinfoil hat? The government's not spying on you to, yeah, of course the government's spying on us. That same Overton window is, is pretty much there with the shadow government, the globalists. Almost everyone that I talk to, almost everyone that I see online understands that the president is just a puppet. They're just figureheads. They're figureheads for enormous industries, corporations, and others, others that we just don't know. And just like how George Carlin said, that they you don't even need a government conspiracy in order or or a conspiracy in order for them to to, to function on the same la- wavelength. You don't even need that. They always went to the same schools. They all know each other. They all intuitively know what's best for each other because they 
they are in their own class. And again, nobody pointed this out to the public and made it as widely known as Alex Jones. And so in his fight, he already succeeded. That was what he wanted to do. And he paid, he, he paid an enormous cost for doing that. They honed in on, the, um, on a major mistake that he made. And they destroyed him for it. But just like how Socrates gave up his life after he, you know, so if, for those of you who don't know this story about Socrates, um, it's, discuss, it's, it's, um, it's brought out in the story of the, the, the Credo, Euthyphro, and um, a, third other, a third book from Plato. Credo, Euthyphro, and I forgot the other one. Anyways, an apology. There we go. He, Plato, was a student of Socrates. And Socrates, using a dialectic, dialectic approach, made a lot of people question their, under, their understandings about basic things, things that they take for granted. Questions like, what is friendship? What is love? What is a good husband? What is good? And they, meaning the Athenian, the Athenian government, thought that his his dialectic approach and his his questioning of everything was dangerous. They didn't like it, so they sentenced him to death um, for corruption of the youth. And mind you, Athens is a city state, and they were just basically assumed that he would have just exiled himself and left. And that's what his his students encouraged him to do. They're like, oh, get out of here. Like, just go over to the next city over. Like, just leave town. Why are you going to, you know, drink the hemlock poison and kill yourself? And he was just like, no, I'm good. I already did everything that I wanted to do in this world. And this is my sentence. I'm an honorable man. I, I, I believe in uh, the laws and our government. And if that's what our government um, and our laws decided that I need to die, then I need to die. So he drank the hemlock poison and he died. Very similarly, his work's already done. I'm not saying he got what he deserved. I think this man made tremendous mistakes in terms of what happened with um, Sandy Hook. Tremendous mistakes. It's, it's, It's very irresponsible for him to do what he did, especially considering his stature um, and that people would be going after him if he made mistakes like that. Um, and calling people crisis actors, like all of it was just ugly, very ugly. But again, to human is to be human is to err, and to to err is human. He made he made tremendous mistakes, and he paid for them. But he also accomplished the works in the areas in which I just discussed that were massively important. And in it, I think he had an interview when he was talking with Joe Rogan, and he was talking about how. There is a discussion that should be going, occurring with the globalists that says, how are we going to move forward? This is what humanity would like, and he wants that discussion with them so that they're not dominating. Because clearly they have a massive amount of influence. Clearly they have a massive amount of, of will to move humanity in a certain direction. And we have a massive amount of will and 
insight as to how we, meaning the collective us, the people, have our own insight and our own desires in which we would like to move the, the human race forward. And those discussions need to be had. But I'd be remiss if I didn't give this man some acknowledgement and let him and let people know that, yes, this guy said some crazy stuff. Some of it's true. Some of it turns out not to be true. Because a lot of the time, he's just like spitballing. He's, he's on air like three, four, five hours a day. He's made a lot of good correction, uh, predictions. He's made a, a lot of bad ones. He's gotten some of the biggest stories correct, and he's gotten some of them wrong. So take what he says with a grain of salt, but nobody was more aggressive in their approach to understanding geopolitics, understanding who's really in charge, and the repercussions that that has on humanity more than Alex Jones. All right, this one's a short episode for this week, so I'll let you guys off with, um, you know, just a thought. Just a thought about the cost that that man played, uh, the cost that that man paid to expose the globals in the shadow government. And yeah, just take that for what it's worth. Research him, learn about him a little bit. I think it's it's beneficial for everybody to know all the things that that, that that man got correct. And the way that he did it was just by reading the documents. Reading documents, interviewing people, but doing so with an open mind. Sometimes his mind was a little too open, like in the, especially in the case of Sandy Hook. But in other cases, he got right on the mark. All right, so with that, I'll leave you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Good night.